Welcome, fellow Will enthusiasts, to Spin and Win, the podcast. I'm Quentin. And I'm Kellen. And together, we're here to take you on a credible journey through the lives of Will of Fortune alumni. Join us as we uncover the personal tells, triumphs, and transformations of those who spun the will in one big. From cherished moments on set to the impact of their lives, we're diving deep into the stories before, during, and after their Will of Fortune experience. This podcast is a celebration of diverse paths, a spotlight on the incredible individuals who dare to solve puzzles and chase the fortune. So tune in. And let's spin the wheel. All right, here we go. Uh, today we have Preston Leslie. How are you? Hey, Quentin. I'm doing great. Thank you so much for having me. Thank you for joining us. I appreciate it. All right. First things first. Uh, Preston, please tell us about yourself. So again, my name is Preston Leslie. I currently reside in Seattle, Washington. Originally uh, born and raised in the South. I'm a Southern boy at heart, uh, born and raised in Texas. Uh, have lived in Seattle for about three and a half years now and uh, have a pretty diverse background, uh, kind of starting from the world of gymnastics and worked my way into software, which are complete opposite <laughs> of, you know, profession, but I actually fell into software through gymnastics, um, you know, into my adult career of coaching. I've coached for over 20 years, as I mentioned, even wow. on the show as a part of my intro that they chose to share. Um, so yeah, um, that's just, you know, a little bit of surface level about me to start. That is very interesting. Well, first, uh, we're both coaches. I coach wrestling, so it's great to have another coach on here. You definitely oh, yeah. know what I go through, you know, as far as coaches. And uh, I have a question for you about Seattle. Does it rain a lot there? <laughs> it's so funny you ask, you know, so me and my partner, we, we chose Seattle to relocate. We've traveled all over domestic and international. Travel's always been really huge to us. And, you know, when we came to Seattle, it was uh, it was kind of love at first sight for us. Uh, we both love all forms of weather as long as it's not extreme. And Seattle has four beautiful seasons, regardless of what you hear. Um, you know, a lot of people tend to paint this picture about Seattle, but after living here for three and a half years, I think it's just a way to keep people out because right. <laughs> it's actually stunning. Uh, the weather is so moderate, four beautiful seasons. And it does, after coming from Texas, where it's very extreme, we get tornadic weather, we get hurricane weather. Oh, it's it pretty crazy <laughs> on all fronts, you know? So when I, I hear people talk about, too, so. yeah, I mean, when, when I hear people talk about how much it rains here, I'm like, at most it's a sprinkle or a mist. It hits you in the forehead and it hurts where I'm from. And it comes over the hood of your car in <laughs> an hour or two. So it yeah. does mist and sprinkle. It's a very unique climate, um, you know, because of where Seattle's located kind of with right. the bay and it's got a rainforest actually where I figured out it actually downpours at this rainforest and Seattle's barely getting the outskirts of this rain, which creates that, oh. that gray mist and sprinkle. So I like to tell people it can get gray for, you know, a few weeks during the winter seasons. But as long as you don't mind a little bit of gray, maybe take a little right. bit of vitamin D if you need it. It does take some <laughs> use to, but outside yeah. of that, man, it's gorgeous here. It's stuff. Preston, I, the, I, the yeah. first thing I think of when I think about Seattle is Grey's Anatomy, believe it or not. <laughs> yeah, as most do. I, what's yeah. funny is my, my partner's a major fan. I'm not a fan at all. Uh, <laughs> but yeah, a lot of people kind of have that uh, have that reference too, Quentin. No yeah. surprise. 
was your journey like leading up to the will of uh will of fortune wow um <laughs> obviously a load of questions so i guess where does it begin your seatbelts <laughs> we're along for the ride you know it's, it's actually really cool uh to be able to share you know this experience because people like you guys who have also been on the show i mean it, you're we're going to be able to relate but people listening in will really just not have the same you know, journey. So it's really cool to like take everybody along for a ride. So I'm happy to share. Um, Thank you. So like most people uh, who go on the show, I would say really all people that go on the show, there's a reason you're there. And the the reason that all brings us together is we have a passion for it. We geek out about it. We just enjoy it, you know, and it's something that has been nostalgic since childhood. Also, like pretty much every Wheel of Fortune former contestant I've talked to we it's like we all kind of have that same you know thing that weaves us together that we can align on so some of my first childhood memories with my grandparents are every night 7 p.m central in rural east northeast Texas is wheel of fortune we don't miss the news that comes on right before <laughs> and then it's like the build-up to wheel of fortune and this is before grade school like before kindergarten these are some oh, of my fondest memories I had the mini rocking chair and everything, like the baby <laughs> rocking chair. And I would sit in front of all the adults and I'm just like, my eyes are peeled. And I was obsessed with Pat and Vanna and this big, beautiful, sparkly green board. Granted, this is, I'm a bit older than you guys. This was when oh, that yeah. board was physically having to be turned by Vanna, you yeah, know, right. <laughs> and with the gold outline, you know, everything. So thankfully, we have YouTube. So I was able to see yeah. the <laughs> But yeah, I mean, I, so seeing all that shiny, glittery glam, you know, being from a rural area in Northeast Texas was just magical. You know, you didn't see things like that where I'm from. So that was where my first memories of Wheel of Fortune came to be and some of my fondest ones. And, you know, grew up watching it with grandparents and parents at home. Mm -hmm. um, my dad as well, who's he's been passed for, you know, over a decade now. But sorry to hear um, that. Yeah, it's okay. It's actually another fond memory. Uh, you know, my family is uh, pretty competitive. So any <laughs> kind of sport, any kind of game, and any kind of game show, uh, my dad and I would always play along or we would play as a family. It would just kind of be give and take. Well, be, you know, playing Wheel of Fortune with my dad, it was always a game. Like who can solve it first? You know, yeah. you can do so much yeah. playing from the living room, but you know, we would just try and be able to throw out whatever the puzzle was. So that was another cool thing that I had growing up just at home with my dad and with my family. Um, so jump to um, me and my partner now have been together over 15 years. Wow. But that's a blessing. Yeah. It's, it's crazy. We just celebrated 15 years uh, uh, just a few months ago. Um, but while we've been together, uh, my partners noticed I've never missed an episode of Wheel of Fortune since we've been together. This was before DVRs, you know, I would wow. have to tune in or try to record it on VHS. Yes, I oh. did. <laughs> so I recorded it on VHS and then it turned to DVD and then it turned to DVR. It just kept getting better. Technology's, you know, right. in such fast pace, you know, these last 15, 20 years. So, but I've never missed an episode, you know, and Along with that, as I'm playing along, I'm solving the puzzle board with very few letters on the puzzle more often than not. And, you know, throughout the years, my partner 
is like, we got to get you on the show. We got to get you on the show. And, you know, mm. I didn't think anything about it. It's, it's almost oh, like this far-fetched dream that was just so far-fetched oh, yeah. to me that I'm like, I'll never be able to get on this show. It's probably impossible, you know, <laughs> and I've never even researched it. We'll jump to, um, this was last year, actually mm. in 2022, um, my partner says it again after he's watching me watch the show like I do religiously. And I'm over here solving these puzzles with like three letters, five letters on the board. And, and my partner's like, Preston, how do you do that? Like, that's incredible. <laughs> and then he got serious. He's like, no, we're getting you on this show. He's like, you need to look it up. You need to apply ASAP. So I'm like, he, he's not wrong. Like, why should I? Why should I mm. wait any longer? So then I went to the Wheel of Fortune website. I filled out the online application form. I submitted my one minute intro video where you kind of have to sell yourself. But what, yeah. what is it about you? What is it about Wheel of Fortune? Why should we choose you? You know, you got to sell yourself in a video. You guys know. <laughs> oh, yeah. so, so that happened. Um, and then maybe, I don't know, it's probably about three or four weeks later, I, I get an email. Hey, congratulations. You've been selected to audition, you know? Mm. So then you choose your audition slot. You, uh, we did a virtual audition and you audition with other people who are also selected to audition, uh, solve the puzzles as best you can do fake toss ups. It was super fun actually. Oh yes. Cause it's just like, you know, playing the game at home only you're oh, actually yeah. playing other against other opponents in a way. Yeah. Wait, I'm curious. Did your opponents that you did the Zoom call? Did they actually make it on the show as well, or did you see them like later on? Good question. Actually, I'm not sure. I I vaguely remember faces. I don't remember names, but I would. I'm yeah. really good with faces. Yeah. I feel like maybe one of them did, but yeah, I don't actually remember funny, any others. Yeah, because funny thing for me, though. so I actually I tried out twice. So when I made it the second time, that's when I officially made it. There was a there was a man. And a, and a lady and the funny thing is the man actually made it on the show who was actually in the blue position like I was I haven't seen the lady yet because you know saw anything <laughs> but you know it was kind of crazy I was like I was like oh I remember him at the audition <laughs> like that was kind of crazy like see him like there I was like oh and he was in my spot so that was kind of crazy so yeah and I mean I'm not sure I don't I can't recall for sure but you know went through that virtual audition it was mm -hmm. fun you know had a blast and I just tried to stay in it the whole time of like, this is a, this is my favorite, like geeked out kind of game. I'm actually, oh, yeah. into. so I just played the game just like mm -hmm. I always do from the living room. And it was fun. Um, one of my favorite parts actually about the audition is, you know, they, they kind of quiz you about your knowledge or your level of knowledge about the show. I actually really oh, love yeah. that because it, it kind of helps to weed the people out who maybe just want to do it, but are they really passionate about it? So right. they'll ask you like, what's your favorite part about the show? Or they'll ask you more pointed questions about like, if you were to be on the show, what's your main goal? You know, like really mm -hmm. pointed questions where it makes you think, A, do I know anything about the show? <laughs> Man, I don't know where to start from. Like, what do I pick? What do I actually want to happen? Right. And ironically, I was taking my first ever Europe trip just a couple weeks after this audition. I'm going to three different European countries. Travel's always been huge on me and my partner's list. So I'm like, mm -hmm. giddy. I'm like, man, I would love to travel. I want to win a trip, <laughs> man. That would just oh, be yeah. same thing for me. Game changing. And I told and I told the the host, you know, the the you know, part of the production crew that was interviewing yeah. and you know, when I told, when I told her, she was like, well, 
it's perfect show for you. I mean, this, this is, you know, obviously, as you know, we give away a lot of trips. So, uh, you know, it's awesome. So then the audition ended. Uh, you get the email that says, hey, you know, um, it, or they said, I'm sorry, if you hear back from us, you'll hear back roughly in, a, in about a month or less. If you don't hear back, sorry, you just, you know, might not be what we're looking for. So then right. it was right at about a month. I get the email and the email, and she kind of let us know ahead of time. When you get this email, just know it's just to say that you've been selected, but we may not have a show date oh, for yeah. you yet. And mm -hmm. it can be anywhere from one to two years, maybe even more, you know, yeah. or less before we let you know. So yeah. they kind of set up that preface, right? So I get the email. It's about right at a month away or, or a month after, I should say. And it says, congrats, you've been selected. We'll let you know when you have, when we have a tape date. So then it's like yeah. crickets and tumbleweeds. You're just like, mm -hmm. oh, yeah, your same you're like, oh, well, this could be a year. It's going to be two years. It's going to be in a month or two. Thing, yeah. This happened around. So I sent in my, I sent in my uh, application and, you know, intro video in April of 2022. Yeah. I auditioned in June of 2022. I yeah. get the email in August. Uh, like you're in this pool of contestants. Yeah. And then it was November the 1st that I get the email. Congrats, you've been selected for a tape date and you got 24 hours to respond or they'll try <laughs> another one. And it's like my oh, heart's yeah, like pounding, yeah. pounding. I'm like, oh my gosh, this is really happening. I've been, I'm going on the show. Oh, so, yes. Yeah. And oh, you only have two weeks and they tell you yeah. like, once you are selected, you have one to two weeks and that's when your show is typically. Yeah. So, mm -hmm. you know, it's like you're prepared, but you're not prepared. It's kind of weird. Right. Not, but yeah. at the same time, I mean, for a dream come true, you're willing to move your whole life around to make sure that you is do the truth. Yeah. So funny enough, because of that Europe trip being as long as it was, ironically, I kind of didn't have any more days off of work for the remainder of the year. But I did tell my work, I'm like, hey, there's kind of this once in a lifetime opportunity. It may happen this year. It may happen next year. I know I'm out of vacation, but it'll be a two day turnaround time. Well, they were like, um, when the time came, I was like, uh, so it's here. I know I'm kind of out of vacation time this year, but I kind of have to do this. Like I just, I have to, I'll do whatever I have to do. I had to work traveling there the whole day before I had to work. And then the day of taping I took off. And then the very next day I had to log in. So it was, I definitely moved it quite a bit, but that was the trajectory of like April, submit everything, mm -hmm. June, yeah. audition, August, email, you're, you're in the pool of contestants of yeah. hundreds or thousands of people. We'll let you know in a year or two. And then bam, <laughs> November 1st, you got a tape date. And I'm like, oh my gosh, this is insane. <laughs> it happened go. very fast, yeah, in right. fact, way faster than most people I've talked to, yeah, which was yeah, surprising to me. It happened like for me, cause it was like, I think, like a four month around ish, like like, like for my first one. And I, I kind of knew I was probably going to do college week, but I said, like, I even said in the audition, like, in case college, because I, I wanted to go early, case college week, not like I wanted, to, I wanted to do the Secret Santa ones because my mom's, I have a lot of people that were on the show before me. So it's kind of confusing. So, okay. So my mom's friends, like sister from high school, she was on, she was in the yellow position. She did bad. Um. <laughs> okay then my professor was on the season before I was on she didn't do good either and then my mom's soror was on same season as my professor she didn't do good either so I so I was like ooh. and the funny thing was actually I wanted the yellow position because I was like oh maybe I'll be in the yellow position because they were in it 
But then I was like, but I kept thinking about like, they didn't do this, so maybe, maybe not. And funny enough, blue is one of my university's colors. So I think they're more excited to see me in that spot. <laughs> so, Cause even when like it was like announced that I was gonna be on, they just went, and even even like a year later, they're still going crazy, but they're like, they still recognize me. And I was like, my episode aired like a year ago. <laughs> <laughs> and you know, Preston, it's, it's crazy. Um, I can relate to you um, in the traveling aspect because I went to Italy for a week and uh, this summer. And once I got back, the uh, it was like one day later, I got a voicemail. It was a will of fortune. They were like, uh, hey, Quentin, uh, can you please call us back? This is a will of fortune. Uh, next thing you know, um, they're like, yeah, uh, we want you on, but would you like to bring a family member or a close friend? I said, yes. Um, so I asked them, they said, yes. So I called them back. I was like, yeah, we would love to. Then they asked me if I could do a third audition. Next thing you know, they email me back saying, Hey, like we want you on. So I mean the same thing with the traveling and stuff. So I know you said that you've been watching the show since you were a kid. How did yeah. you prepare and get ready for the show? Did you um, study it all or anything? Honestly, not too much. Uh, I'll I'll be honest to say I all uh, another part of my background I haven't shared yet is which also was covered in my intro on the show uh, on what they call the Pat Chat card, uh, which right. I thought was funny. Um, but yeah, they they chose to talk about my uh, my language studies. So I've studied. Uh, I'm bilingual in Spanish. Uh, I've been studying Spanish for well over 20 years uh it wow. consecutively like i've never stopped studying it i've always had i've just been drawn to the language the culture the the food i mean i love yep. food. <laughs> all of that right uh but yeah <laughs> language has also also been a huge part of my life from a young age so my dad was a pastor uh growing up in a pastor's household mm -hmm. uh, we had missionaries so i found this in carta 96 CD-ROM, yes, like when first people, you know, had computers in their homes, right. and this thing, this uh, this CD-ROM had, I don't know, like 27 different languages on it, but the language, it wasn't like a full-fledged Rosetta Stone kind of thing, it was just enough to get you by, your, your mm -hmm. greetings, your hi, goodbye, and then like a phrase from, from that country, so one of my things that I did growing up is when these missionaries would come and we would host them for lunch, you know, after a church service at the house, I would like have something to say to them in the language where they were a missionary to that country. Right. So my language kind of my interest in language and studying language started at such a young age, at like seven or eight years old. So I started with Spanish at 12. It was an elective. And then it was like, oh, I'm just going to ride this train all the way. This is awesome. I love it. Right. And it just it came naturally to me. I've always been obsessed about language. I say all that to say I've since added Dutch and Italian, uh, which I have yet to go to Italy like you. I'm jealous. It's, <laughs> it's going to happen. I can't wait to practice my Italian while in Italy. Um, but uh, but yeah, language, I think, really helps. Because I, I, it was also my minor in college, actually. I have a minor right. in uh, modern foreign language Spanish. So I had to take courses like linguistics to where you get down to the, the origin of all language and how, you know, everything is Latin based. Everything comes from Latin based. So when you have right. such a knowledge of language, how letters form together, I think I had a little bit of a, an advantage. You know, I've studied language. I've studied words for... <laughs> 
you know, longer than Kellen's been alive. Sorry, dude. Right. But I've been studying this stuff for a long time. You're a baby, man. I've been studying this before you were even a thought. So, yeah. Oh, yeah. Yeah. So it helps. You know, I don't think that that I, I can't not acknowledge that, Quentin, that right. it had to give me an advantage of knowing how words go together, how how letters go together, what letters make sense, what letters don't make sense. So yeah. I think that helped a lot. Um, I will say, yes, I do have the Wheel of Fortune app, and I had it before I even applied for the show. So <laughs> that oh, was an easy little for... practice, but that was at the end of my workday. Remember, like I'm working in the hotel right. a whole day before, but after I log off, I'm like, all right, let me play my fun game, and then tomorrow I'm going to get to play it in real life. And that's, <laughs> oh God, that was... that's just how I went into it, you know? Right. Yeah, that's yeah. don't worry. I, I, I understand you. I, I, I should ask you to help me with Spanish. That's I, I I the basic minimum. I said, like, I asked my advisor, said, I don't got to take Spanish from right. I said, okay, I use the Google Translate I can use, you know. So, Preston, uh, when did you realize that this is real? Like, I'm really on the Wheel of Fortune. Oh, man. Um, when did I realize it was real? Great question. Um, so, I think I had a few moments. I don't think there was just one because. I think it was almost, it was, it was like a pinch me moment so many times. And I'll tell you the first one for me was getting that email that you've been selected for a tape date. Yeah. That's when it first was like, Oh my gosh, this is real. Right. So then you kind of, I mean, life doesn't stop. So everything normal keeps going, but it's only two weeks. So I'm like snowed under and work and projects and deliverables and life is just still happening, you know? So, and, oh, that's the other crazy thing. I forgot to mention, we had just gotten back from Thailand for um, close friends destination wedding. So that was in Phuket. And then we went to Bangkok like less than a month before I get this email, actually two weeks. So I'm just wow. now getting back. Think about getting back from your travels, how you're like trying to get back in the rhythm of like just feeding your dogs and knowing how to log into work, much less do your job, <laughs> right? So I'm just now getting back into this. And then I get the email November 1st and we're just, I'm like, just now, <laughs> just now figuring out how to do my job again. And then I'm like, oh my God, what's happening? This is real. So that was the first one. The second one for me was definitely the second I walked into the Jeopardy studios, which is where yeah. they first hold you. Oh yeah. And yeah. you like go over all the rules and the regulations. And then you're like doing hair and makeup and you're like, what's happening? <laughs> And then, so that was another one. And then especially when we walk into that Wheel of Fortune studio. Oh, yeah. That yeah. was this. that was the second and third one. The fourth and final one was the second they said, okay, show number four, which mine was show number four is yeah. what I drew out of six for the day. And uh, they said, okay, show number four. They mic you up. They take you down. And the second that the lights are on you, you've already done all your rehearsals, but when that cameraman starts counting down and you see Pat and Vanna peeking around the puzzle and they're just like waving to you and you wave back like the biggest fangirl of your life. Yeah, that was me. was the final moment. I'm that, like, that was oh my, my gosh, camera countdown. Pat and Vanna are live and in the flesh in front of me and acknowledging yeah. me as a human. Like this is not, <laughs> this is real life. <laughs> those were, I can't pick one, honestly, Quinn. It was, it was those pillar moments in that order. So uh, yeah. I know that you saw quite a few puzzles on there. Um, can you re can you recount a particular challenging puzzle around you face during your time on the show? Yeah. Um, so a challenging one. Oh, God. Well, what's funny is, I don't know about you guys. It was kind of like a Twilight Zone 
Like yeah. I kind of blacked out. It was such a high adrenaline rush to be honest. I could not even remember the vast majority of the puzzles after I got done. It was such an adrenaline on the highest yeah. level that I've ever experienced. And until I watched my episode, I only remember like one or two puzzles. I'm not kidding you. I, I, I truly could not recollect. It was so bizarre. Um, after watching it, then the memory started to flood back about the experience. I've never had that kind of experience where I kind of blacked out yeah. in a way because it was just an out-of-body experience, you know, and I'm sure a lot of people that come on here will probably say similar things, uh, oh, yeah. but it really was. So after watching it again, I remember thinking it was, it was the third of the triple toss-ups mm -hmm. and normally they're somehow related. Uh, for anybody oh, who yeah. watches the show, right? There's some kind of correlation between the three. There's some kind of thing that connects all three of them. Yeah. Uh, if you're any fan of the show and know anything about it, which mm -hmm. I just so happen to be, um, yeah. you know, you kind of know what it is. Well, it was something related to piano or music, right? And the third puzzle was piano salesperson. And I thought it was the strangest thing. So the first two puzzles were like piano teacher. The second was piano player. And then the third was like piano and yes. like all the, like every letter that could just about be filled in from left to right on the puzzle board was the bottom word. And I'm like, what on earth can this work be? You already know it's piano. Oh, you know, that was, that was the same thing for me. Well, not piano even like what, like super califragilistic. It was like the longest <laughs> thing ever. It made no sense. So me and the other two contestants are all like letting all these letters come up and you know, it just, it, we knew it was piano something. Piano was like filled in first, of course. But then that second word was like, you know, it was a, between half and three quarters of that word of salesperson was filled mm. in. And and luckily I rang in first, but we, I mean, we were all about at the same time. I barely beat my competitors. And I, I kind of said it trying to be confident, but also kind of questioning piano salesperson because I didn't, realize there were those yeah so, right so that was me i think was so when i was on fan favorites like the so they also the puzzles like for my episode the second one they had they were food and drink but they were all like different like wedges so it was like lemon wedges was the first one lime wedges was the second one and then i got the third one which was baked potato wedges and i was like i buzzed in like oh i think two letters and it was like baked potato wedges yeah, just, I don't know. I just I just saw a K and a D, and I was like, okay, I think I know what it is. But I think I know what it is, and then, and then even like when like the day like when it aired like the second time, they were like, how did you get that? Hmm. I was like, I saw a K, a, a, a K, an E, and a P or something, you know, and I just put it together, <laughs> you know. And you know, Preston, uh, just to rewind about the blackout part, um, when my students and I in the school district when we were watching it uh, the day before Thanksgiving break and uh, they're like, Mr. P, how'd you mess up on that? I'm like, I blacked out. They're like, what? I'm like, I honestly blacked out. Like I knew it. And then I just like saw a letter and I'm just like, Oh, this, this is it. When in reality I blacked out, you know, and they don't oh, understand no, that. A lot of people don't understand same that. Like oh you're God. on set with the audience, with the cameras, the lights, you're not, you're not there. You know, it's, oh my God. it's really you. an out-of-body experience. Yeah, I know. I know I told you this both before. So when I was when I was on fan favors, I, I mostly was excited to go back to fan favors because I think I told you this both before. So when I was on college break, I made it to the bonus round. 
they gave me a stupid puzzle. And then when I got the call, it's like, oh my God, like, I know you guys, you guys probably can't go back and say like, nah, but I was like, oh my God, like another chance. Like I can't F this up. So I'm like, I'm going. And then we were doing the prize puzzle. And I filled in like three fourths of it, even just buying vowels. So that's what they do tell you, like buy vowels. So I saw it was, so I had S, E in the first row, and then I had views of the ocean. So I was like, okay, you know what? Okay, so all I got to do is get this first word, and it's money, right? You know, I spun again. I hit the loser turn. I was like, damn. But <laughs> I, I, st I wanted to keep hope. I said, you know what? I'm, I'm going to keep the hope alive. I'm going to pray. I said, maybe, maybe the wheel will get back to me. Like, maybe my opponents will mess it up. Hopefully, I don't know what it is. And then the lady in the red, she hit bankrupt. And then the lady who actually won, Rika, she hit the express. And, yeah. So, Preston, um, how did the expectations of being on Wheel of Fortune differ from your expectations, if it did? Great question. Um, okay, so this is where I got to give a major shout out to my partner. So my partner was luckily able to arrange work the same as me because we had two weeks, right? right. And it was fast for both of us. Uh, but my partner was able to come with me. And here's another little funny fact. So, and it's all relative to your question, actually. Mm -hmm. So my partner has joked with me knowing how I am competitive. Yeah. And, <laughs> and, you know, you know, th throughout the years, throughout the 15 years we've been together and leading up to the show, he always joked with me and he always said, what would you do if every time you spun that wheel, it landed on bankrupt, lose a turn, everything. He'd ask me questions like that. And I'd be like, I don't want to talk about that. I don't want to talk about it. I don't even want to like think in that realm because I am competitive. And that is the biggest part of the game that is truly fate, luck, fill in the blank, right? Destiny, yeah. whatever that is. Sure. Everything else about the game is strategy. It truly is. Um, so for me, that was always kind of our joke. You know, it's like no matter how good you are on the game, if you know the game inside out, upside down, mm -hmm. that is still a huge component, right? So the shout out to my partner, Marcus, is that he really kept me in a good space. He kept me in the space of, Preston, remember, no matter what happens, you have a dream come true that most people don't even get this opportunity. You have been selected to be on your favorite game show. All you have to do is just have a good time. Nothing else matters. You're here to have a good time and to live out a dream. Anything else is just going to be a bonus. Right. And when he said that, it really resonated with me. I was like, you know, that is so true, you know? You can't go in with an expectation of winning, losing, whatever, because of that element of fate, destiny, oh, yeah. luck. You, you, that is the one thing you can't control, right? So in order to keep me in that headspace, he really just kept reminding me of that. And going into it, that was my expectation. Now, had I not had my partner to tell me that, being competitive, I would imagine my mindset would have been like, I'm going to go in, I'm going to trying just kill it as best I can solve everything that I would know how to do whatever right oh, yeah. but it, it just kind of it swept all that away you know and it really just made me think big picture I am living out a lifelong dream that I didn't even think I was go going to do yeah. so that's what my focus was and because of that 
I would say that the show didn't necessarily defer anything because I went into it without expectation, thankfully. Now, because of that, and then what ended up happening was astounding. It it was mind-blowing. It was mm -hmm. the best way I can describe it to anyone who's ever asked me. Like, uh, not only was it the out-of-body experience like we've covered, but also it was a dream come true on another level. Oh, yeah. It was, the dream was just being there. That was my focus. Mm -hmm. And because of that, the dream had the bonus of, a magnitude I never would have even imagined. I I truly wasn't even able to fathom what happened. Oh yeah, preach it, Preston. You you are you are preaching right now. <laughs> yeah. Wait. So I have a question. So like, did you like when people like so? I know you probably told people like before and air. So like, did you tell like people like not like how you did, but the, like people like so? What's your way? And like this like I did bad, and then they saw they're like, what you mean you did bad? Because my so my dad was at the. He didn't come down on stage. He was just in the audience. So my when I went on the first time, so people asked my dad, I said, so how'd your son do? It's like, well, my dad's on the frat. So he's like, frat, how'd your son do? I said, he did terrible, man. Mm -hmm. He didn't solve nothing. And then when they saw, saw it, they said, Thomas, what you mean? He wants some money and he want a trip. Like, what you talking about? <laughs> and then they said, well, he didn't get the bonus shot. And I was like, yeah, I know. Yeah, no, that's a good question, Kellen. For me, um, I didn't, you know, yes, I, I had friends, family, everybody that knew I went on the show. They had all the questions. Nobody oh, likes, yeah. nobody is good with being on edge, you know, yeah. and everybody's oh, yeah. like just chomping at the bit, trying to get any ounce of detail out yeah. of you, right? So I I told everybody, I was like, look, I've signed all these papers. Like, don't, oh, yeah, same, I, don't even jeopardize thing. anything. Like, you already know I can't tell you anything, so don't even ask. And if you yeah. do, I'm going to treat you as though you didn't ask me a thing because I can't. Oh, yeah. Not even, not even just that. Like, it was actually kind of exciting, I think, for me, like, when I got to, like, actually really, even if, like, people, like, knew that I was obsessed with Because I'm, like, you, I was a serial watch. I would say I watched it when the board went digital, because that's when I was born. <laughs> so, yeah, because I said, like, that was, like, me, like, my grandmother's thing. Yeah. And kind of like you, you with a partner, my grandmother pushed me to audition, like, I'm, like, because for a while, I was bad at it. I don't know. I don't know what I was doing. I was like, what on earth am I doing? Mm. And then when I got in high school, I got better at it. And my grandmother looked at me kind of funny. I was maybe 15 or 16. And she was like, you need to get on the show, man. Like, you got to get on a show. Like, we got to get you on the show. And I was like, no, mm -mm, I don't want to know. I don't want to know too many people at that audition line, you know, because I, I saw, I, well, that was when it was in person. I like not too many people. They, they're not gonna. They're not gonna notice me. They're not gonna notice me. And then I guess like as time went on, I was about to graduate from high school. I, I did make a promise her when I turned eighteen, I would eventually try out. And she was like, "You're eighteen now, try out." <laughs> like she mm -hmm. like, well, I begged me to do it, and I'm I'm grateful that she did. I'm forever grateful that she did because I mean I think if it wasn't for that push, I never would have did it. I probably would still be an at home contestant. <laughs> And, you know. and just to just to you know add to that question and add to my answer uh kellen it's yeah. it's one of the hardest secrets i've ever had to keep like oh, yeah it's so Thanks. easy you know when you have like a you know you just have this like you know if it's a friendship or if it's a family member who like yeah. really just confides in you and just needs a safe space you know that it's it's easy it's like of course right you know we're gonna do that for the people we love and care about 
But then when it's about you and like living out this dream, it's like you're busting at the seams on the inside. Oh, yeah. And exactly. it seems, I will say it did help in, for, for me specifically, the time flew by way faster than if it was any other time of the year. And I'll, I'll clarify what I mean by that. My tape date was November the 17th. The yeah. next week is Thanksgiving. Before mm-hmm. you know it's December, then it's, it's Christmas, it's New Year's, and then two weeks later, bam, my show aired. So that yeah. really helped me. But still, in a way, it was still difficult because it's basically about 60 days from your tape date to your air date, right? And they, you just mm-hmm. kind of know that when you figure it out going in. Yeah. But had it not been during that, it was still kind of the longest 60 days, but I'm so grateful that yeah. it was like, boom, 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 all these holidays. I think it was 90, I think it was yeah. 90 days for me. Cause so, cause yeah. I take August 26th, the first one, mine aired like Black Friday. And then yeah. long, especially like, you know, I thought I was done. Like lo and behold, I got a phone call like from this lady. She said, hi, I'm, I'm calling from the world of course. And I was like, am I going to jail? <laughs> I know you told me not to touch Pat and Vanna. I know you guys told me not to touch them. I mean, I, I was like, I don't know what was going on. And then, because she asked me, like, it was February. She says, so what are you doing in March? And I was like, what you mean, what am I doing in March? And then she said, oh, yeah, so we're going to make, you know, the fan favorites. But I was like, I'm thinking back. I'm like, I didn't think I was that. I mean, I knew I was popular. I didn't think I was that popular. Like, I didn't blow up like you did. But I was like, oh, I didn't think I was that popular. But okay, I was like, and then on the phone, she says, she's like, are you interested? And I said, okay. I want you to know I'm going to cuss on this phone. I'm going to cuss right now. And I said, hell yeah. I said, I'll be there. <laughs> I said, hell yeah. I said, hell yeah. I'm like, I don't know who, I don't know who say no, but. <laughs> so, uh, Preston, so you made it to the bonus round. Can you tell us about the bonus round and um, yeah. why you chose uh, the certain category yeah. and um, your feeling when you won? And how did you feel? How did your partner feel? Like, what was your reaction like? Man, that, I mean. It was like, it was like a double down out of body experience. So it was already out of body. And then it became out of body again. (laughs) It was like, I'm telling you, just insanity. So, okay, we'll start with the category, right? So the categories that I believe I was offered were phrase, thing, and food and drink. Um, Thing was for sure a no. Thing was like, I mean, you want to talk about the most, you know, uh, just vast category possible is thing, right? You have no direction whatsoever. To me, it's almost unfair to even have that as a category because why why is that a category? You might as well just call it miscellaneous. It's anything out of it. It was, it was was for me, it was thing, event, what are you doing? Yeah. And I think, and the reason why I chose what are you doing, if you watched the show before mine, we had an easier puzzle. So I didn't watch it because I had to get my makeup done because it got messed up because we had masks on. So the guy that was on the show before me, he won his bonus round. He chose what are you doing? But it was obviously much easier. And the funny thing is, if I probably would have like seen it from like backstage because he called a W, I probably would have called a W too. <laughs> yeah. No, I remember so like after they, out. yeah, because after they, like, yeah. no. But <laughs> then I had a really hard time. And if you've seen the episode, you'll, you'll see me kind of like think, 
oh, this is a hard one. Like, I feel like I have a really good shot because I know my food and drinks. Like, I'm a foodie. Travel the world. I've eaten so much great food. Yeah. Like, that's that's a good one. That's that's my that's right up my alley. But also phrase. I feel like I know a lot of phrases. Like, yeah. growing up in the South, phrases are kind of a big deal. So. <laughs> Phrases are just like, you know, I kind of know a lot of phrases too. So it was, it was really hard for me to decide between those two. And then I finally just came into phrase because I just felt strongly like I have a good chance. I know a lot of phrases. So that's how it started. Uh, and then, you know, after the commercial break, cause then you come back and you go down to that small wheel with Pat and we go to spin and, you know, I introduced my partner, uh, you know, before I spin, I spin the wheel and, um, you know, Pat grabs me, pulls me over and I'm seeing the use letter board, just like I have the whole show, but it's a whole lot easier to see because you're way closer to it rather than way far back behind the big wheel. It's not as easy to see, um, but that was nice. So I'm like, okay, let me start looking at the letter. I started looking at the letter board before the, the letters like lit up in white of like what spaces were going to be used and before they even started i'm just already just thinking what letters make sense oh yeah then i see then i see the board there are three words uh the first word is four letters middle word single letter last word four letters i'm plugging i'm using all my my uh my <laughs> language knowledge of what words make sense and then what words are used in phrases and that's how I start narrowing it down. I narrowed down my letter choices. I went to the bonus puzzle with the wild card, which I'm very grateful for. And I use that strategically. Again, just knowing the game, I wanted to use that to my advantage. So I call out my letters and it's kind of funny because Pat was kind of rushing me, I felt. Um, so mm -hmm. I'm like looking, I'm like plugging, like I'm looking and I'm plugging in letters and I'm plugging in words that make sense. Yeah. And, you know, I'm calling my first letter. And then the second letter, I take a little longer. And Pat's like, yes, yeah, second letter. Yeah. <laughs> like, I wanted to say, I'm getting to it, Pat. Give me a second. But I couldn't say that, you know. Yeah. So uh, so I'm looking. I'm like, oh, he's, he's trying to rush me. Maybe I'm taking too long. But I'm trying to, like, plug. I'm using every ounce, every second that I can to plug and plug and plug, right? <laughs> Which they tell you to do. I mean, but I already oh, knew yeah. that. So I'm plugging, yeah. plugging, plugging. So I finally get all my letters, right? And then the second, uh, so the first letter lights up, my M is there. Three out of the five letters I called were on the board and it fills in the vast majority of that puzzle. And I'm just elated. I'm already like, oh my God. I'm like rocking back and forth. You'll see it. Like, you'll probably see it. I'm rocking back and forth. I'm like, I'm ready to bounce outside of my own skin. I'm like, oh my God, I know this bonus round puzzle. It's about to happen. Like I'm about to solve this puzzle and the buildup. And Pat's just laughing. He's just like, okay, you already got worked up because I did. I freaked out when I won my trip, right? I won my trip in the bonus puzzle uh, round. And he's like, all right, Preston, all right, calm down. You already got worked about, about your trip to Costa Rica. Don't freak out. Like, he's like, hey, and then he's laughing. He's like, just solve it. Just solve it. Because oh, yeah. he knows, I'm like, I cannot contain myself. I'm about to burst. And I, I'm like, bust a move. It's bust a move. I just say it, bust a move. And he's like, that's it, you know? And then I freak out. I'm just like, oh my God, I, this is like the ultimate. It is the absolute right. ultimate. Oh yeah. And then as if that wasn't enough, he opens the card and I, he, he does it to the camera first. I haven't seen it yet. And I can't hear a word he's saying because everybody, the crowd goes, you know, they're growing wild. I saw the puzzle. Right. I can't hear anything. 
And I'm I'm also freaking out. There's so much noise happening in my head on top yeah. of it. It's like the the rush of it. So he opens the car to the camera and then he turns to me and I do a double take at the cart. I'm like, and the first words out of my mouth, no way, no oh, way. Yeah. <laughs> and I'm like, you can legitimately see how I am freaking out. It just didn't seem real. It did not seem real. And then the confetti pops and the crowd goes even crazier. My partner, Marcus runs out and just hugs me. My partner, granted at the time, you asked about my, how my partner reacted. My partner hadn't seen anything yet. You know, he just knew I solved the puzzle. So he's excited. He knows right. at least we're walking out with is 40K. It's awesome, right? He's so excited. He knows I've lived my dream to the fullest. He's so proud of me. Everything's going on. Little did I know, Pat's back was to where my partner was at. So he couldn't see anything. He couldn't see it right. even after he turned to me with the card. So right. he didn't know. So he's just hugging me and congratulating me, but he's already seen a few episodes before mine as I did, right? Because I was show number four. He had seen three episodes and only one episode, somebody had even solved the puzzle for my week of shows. But he knew something was different once he realized there was confetti because that didn't happen. And he's not as much of a show geek. He doesn't know all these things, but he's like, something's different here. There's confetti going right now. There wasn't confetti going for a show that we watched a few times where somebody else saw the puzzle, what's happening. Then he turns to the board and sees the 100,000 on the board. Then he's wow. freaking out. He didn't see anything or know anything until he saw the board. And then I grab him and he's grabbing me. And I'm like, $100,000, $100,000. I couldn't get anything else. And you can, if you listen in close, you can hear me or you might be able to read my lips. I'm telling him, I'm like, what is happening? What is happening? <laughs> That's what I'm telling him because yeah. it didn't make sense. Nothing made sense that it was, oh. that was my experience in the bonus round. That's incredible. Yeah. That's oh, an that, incredible that, journey. Oh, that's wonderful. Um, Preston, how did this experience impact your life afterward? Man, so many ways. Um, you know, I will say one of the biggest ways it impacted me is I, I got to give another shout out. Um, so I actually got to have brunch and coffee today uh, with this person. So funny story. Um, it it brought it brought a newfound best friend into my life, ironically. So we all, you know, we were able to connect with people and, you know, the show super, super strict about you can't have phones, you can't like talk to anybody, yeah. whatever, but fun little backstory here. So as soon as we get there, the beginning of the day, it's 7am call time. We're all like tired, but also freaking out and excited because it's actually here and it's happening. So I being me, I'm like, so where's everybody from? You know, I'm like, Hey, I'm, Preston. I'm from Seattle. And uh, then we go around and there's only a, a handful of people there so far. This is really early. Not even everybody's arrived yet. Probably right. about five to seven of us. So we're going around. Everybody's telling everybody where they're from. And then there's this, there's this, uh, there's this girl and she's like, no way. That's cool. I'm also from Seattle. I'm like, no. Wow. So then it gets better and better. So I'm like, awesome. Really cool. So I'm like, what part? And she tells me what, what neighborhood. And I'm like, no way me too we're in the same neighborhood so then i'm like small world street? oh it gets better quinn it gets better so then i'm like what are your street coordinates she tells me your street coordinates i'm like no way and then i give my street coordinates we literally live around the corner from each other the only That's way so we can live closer to each other is by being in the same building i'm not kidding you no way. you walk 
it's like an L, a true city block downtown Seattle. You walk an L and you walk from my building to her building. That's how close we were. What are the odds, right? So jump to, we couldn't exchange contact. We couldn't do anything. You couldn't have your phones out. Everything could be jeopardized. So I'm like, we're, we have to, I know we're going to run into each other. We live in the same block. It's nuts. Two weeks after the show airs, walking down the sidewalk, you know, to meet a friend for dinner. Here she comes. We're walking directly toward each other. And I freak out. I'm like, Jess, she goes, Preston. And we like, have this moment where we're like running in slow motion. I'm by myself. She's with one of her best friends. And we like, just have this like hug and we're like kind of crying almost. And it's like, I was hoping to run into you again. Jump to <laughs> It's been a year. We just were talking about this earlier today at brunch and coffee. And it's just like, it's not just the fact of like, what are the odds, but also just the quality of like human yeah. that Jess is. And we've also connected with another well, girl that that on our show this week. Her name is Trisha. She's from across the country, but she has already made her way back to Seattle for a work conference. And we got to hang out, you know, so oh, I would say the biggest, the biggest thing for me is just adding the value of these quality people who the, as the universe would have it, have become a part of my life. Yeah. And also that's one part. And then the other part is truly just, you know, just it put into perspective, how big is too big, I think for mm -hmm. me. And yeah. it's, it's more of like this thing that thought that I thought was so far fetched that I never thought could happen. And yet not only here I am, I showed up, I accomplished a goal and then it turned out even bigger than I could have imagined. And everybody's oh, yeah. journey and everybody's mm -hmm. experience is different. You know, I can only speak for mine, but it really opened up almost like another door in my mind that oh, yeah. that wasn't there before. And like, I've always, you know, really sought after goals and stuff. But I think this one in particular felt maybe not even possible uh, just because of the elements that. Right. I guess for so long, I just made excuses or just thought that just almost like ruled it out, you know, and that I would say that those are two of the biggest things that it that it did for me that it changed. That is awesome. That's did that's a great become, story. Uh, like friends with your with Elizabeth the Jar from your show, because I didn't. So college week because I dominated. They don't like me. <laughs> Like, cause if you watch like my college week, especially when we're about to do the triple tosses, the guy that was in the yellow position, I'm not kidding you. Cause he did most of the work. He was going to kill me. I know he was going to kill me, but like the second show, as you saw me and Rika had to come to Jesus moment, you know, before she went to the bonus round, I gave her the biggest hug in the world. Cause I just love that lady so much. And the funny thing was like, right after the show aired, like People start texting me. They said, "Oh, we wanted you to win, but you were so nice to the lady who won." And I, and I was just like, "Oh, I didn't know it meant that much to people." You know, I, I you know, think about it. I was just like, you know, I just wanted to be a good friend because, um, obviously, like when I went back the second time, I just bought tickets for Beyonce's Renaissance tour, and Rika was actually she was she was she's married now, so she was getting married at the time, and just so I said like. So I said like like an update to say, yeah, I got Beyonce tickets for, you know, her Renaissance store. And Rika told me, she said, I'm going to go see her in Spain. And I was like, okay, I know she's the competition, but she, I'm like, I want her to be my friend. Like, I love that lady. And even today, like, I love that lady to death. Like, I gave, like, I, that's what I said. Like, I gave her the biggest hug in the world because I just love her so much, you know. 
my opponents on the first show, they don't like me that much. <laughs> yeah. uh, Preston, just to close out, yeah. um, what advice would you give someone, kid or adult, who's interested in being on the Wheel of Fortune one day? Uh, the advice I would give is don't hold back. I think I held back for too long. And, you know, I now granted everything worked out exactly as, you know, it was supposed to. But I guess just don't don't hold back. Don't hold yourself back. If it's something that you're interested in, the only person stopping you is you. I, I had nothing to answer for other than to myself as to why I just didn't apply for the longest time. And I mean, now it's easier than ever to apply. Everything's virtual. You know, they used to do the wheel mobile, um, you know, go to all these different hotels and conferences and convention centers and all that stuff. But now the world we live in, they do everything virtual. You can't get more convenient than the comfort of your own home or anywhere, you know? So put yourself out there, you know? I mean, look at it as anything else, right? If you if you want to go for a job or if you want to do a career change, if you want to get a degree to make the career change more possible, whatever it is, in this case, will of fortune, the only way to make that happen is to put yourself out there to, mm -hmm. you know, just take that first step. And once you take that first step, it, you know, it at least gets the ball rolling. And then if you're not selected, who's to say that you won't be selected, you know, after the fact. I was on the show with people who weren't selected for many years, actually. Uh, in fact, my friend Trisha said she had auditioned for over 16 years, I believe. And she was on the same week as me. So if that doesn't say anything, I don't know what to tell you, right? You just have to go for it and don't give up. You know, if it's a dream, wheel of fortune, fill in the blank, just go for it. Don't hold yourself back and don't give up. Be persistent, be resilient. And, you know, just whatever you have a passion for, put oh, put yeah. that first step into play. Everything else will fall into place. Yeah, because earlier I said, like, and I didn't make it the first time. And actually, I wasn't going to try out again. I was like, no, no, it ain't meant to be. And I kind of told even people that, like, asked me for advice that didn't make it. I said, look, do it until they get sick of you and push you on. Because that's what my grandmother said. And I was like, okay. Because at one point, I, look, I said, like, even if I didn't make it the second time, I was like, I, I bet they're like, okay, look, we're sick of seeing you. We're going to push you on because we're sick of seeing you. <laughs> <laughs> So. Preston, very, very well put. Thank you so much for taking the yeah. time out of your day to join us. We appreciate it a lot. Absolutely. And a quick shout out because I didn't get to really shout out my family. They didn't really allow me to. So shout out to all my, my close family, mom, my stepdad, Ed, my brothers, PJ and PM, my sister-in-laws, Brianne and Patrice, and my nephews, Atlas and Weston. Also, were very supportive then. We're very supportive after the fact, and luckily I made the family proud. So just a quick shout out to them as well. Yes, you did. Thank you so much. Yes, you did. <laughs>